Welcome to a brand new episode of Towel Lake Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got a lot to talk about. Um, so much. So we're, much. We're back after a long pause here, my friend. Yeah. We have the entire summer to talk about. Pretty much, yes. So, yeah, we took a break. Um, we we celebrated our 10-year, phase 10, 10-year anniversary of DFAT on July 29th. Uh, Chris came out here and we didn't record we just, <laughs> just hung out <laughs> so no work my friend it's all play that's summer, it summer vacation yep so uh you know we got a lot to talk about so we'll get into it but before we do unfortunately we got a lot of people pass away over the last uh few weeks here so um we had James Khan uh Tony Sirico Paul Servino, and then finally, just the other day, Nichelle Nichols. So every one of them, amazing artists in their own kind of platforms there. Uh, you know, Nichelle Nichols paved the way for people of color on television, let alone in a sci-fi setting with all males. I mean, like, really a trailblazer in every sense of the term. And everybody else, you know, all the other guys there had their own kind of contributions to pop culture so just kind of want to give a moment of respect to their friends and family uh before we go on for the show and chris you you've been on star trek binge so yeah. michelle nichols leaving is even bigger for you because you've you've been going through it yeah um i i've been following all these star trek pages and stuff now on, on facebook and uh, it's and just in general with death, it's like everybody gets so sad. But I always think about it as like a celebration of life. And you have to look at it that way because, I mean, she well, she passed at 89. And it's like, yeah. she, like you said, she was such a such an icon to the entertainment industry. Uh, so I'm very, you know, happy to have experienced her body of work and to see the influences that she's had uh, moving forward, especially now that they have cast her character in Strange New World as well. That is awesome. Yeah, very, very good. So, um, but let's, you know, actually, let's geek out first yeah. before we get into the rest of the stuff. What have you been geeking out on besides Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I wasn't even going to mention Star Trek in this one um, because, uh, you know, Prey came out this weekend and I'm very oh, yeah. disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> I, I really wanted to talk about it at least. I know. I know. Uh, it's okay. It's your fault. You're it's... you're the one missing out, but get ready. It's, it's, uh, it's good times. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again. <clears throat> Probably by the time the weekend's out, I'd like that to... bad, huh? <laughs> it's horrible. It's like the Predator horrible. No, I'm just joking. No, I loved it. I yeah, I'd watched Predator, Predator Two, and Predators before it. Uh, and I forget. I always forget how good Predator is. And it's like it's, it's just a such a rewatch. Film. It is. I mean, it, it is. Rewatch it. Rewatch it. it. Yeah. No, it's like you know what's going to happen, and it's like still the ber- like the perfect tension builder, um, mm-hmm. and the way that they they filmed and, and delivered that movie. So, uh, for anybody who who does not like that that franchise, I'm not sure why. Besides, you're like, not listening to our show. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not big fans of it. I that's fine. But that first movie is is a is gold. So uh, I, I felt like this prey was a very good, um, a, a great sequel, a sequel, prequel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I would love to see them 
use this format in more Predator movies, regardless of my my wants of them taking off Earth. But um, other than that, I picked up Shadow of the Sith, uh, which is that Luke and Lando Star Wars book. I haven't read a lot of books lately, uh, and I've kind of fallen off Star Wars books, and I'm glad I picked this up. It's really good. Uh, it's it's like that perfect tie between the OT sequels and this budding New Republic era that all of us are enjoying uh, Disney building out right now. And then uh, lastly, I finished The Boys last night, one of the best shows on TV, and I started Paper Girls. So it was oh nice. I was actually pretty impressed by that first episode. It was, it was good. Good. You are catching up on all the things I haven't. Um... We watched Top Gun, and nice. then we watched Maverick the very next day. It is easily in my top five of the year. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's what I, I heard. I was like, this is a really well-made movie. And, yeah, I was I was actually really, I was talking to Ruben about it, because he was like, I don't give a shit. And I was like, you know what, man? I think you would, because it's just, it's a it's another testament into and I'm sure praise the same way of how to take a franchise for you know that's been around for so long and like how do you refresh it like what do you do and I can understand why it's made a billion plus dollars it's still in the top five right now of making money so wow. it's, it's bonkers um, but so I did that and then we've been watching Discovery we've got two oh. left two episodes left of this first season. We are absolutely obsessed with it. I am like, I almost bought that Sorrows figure from Hot Toys the other day. <laughs> I was just like, I, I yeah, dude, it's like, it's like one of the greatest things to ever happen to Star Trek. And when people say they don't like the first season, I'm like, what do you do? Like, how is the next season's better than this? You'll see. Uh, it was more the complaint that it's. It got it's super dark. It's not Star Trek. It's it not, not Star Trek. <laughs> um, they turn it into Star Trek, but they also keep doing it's it, it a favor. It's it's along the lines of like Battlestar Galactica and stuff for me, where it's like that sci-fi epic. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know I just finished season three and I'm I'm still loving it. And I we're saving season four mm. for closer to when five comes out. Okay. But yeah, watch the 180 happen over the next few episodes. Um, it doesn't hurt the show but i love that first season i love the klingons and the mirror universe stuff um yeah yeah it's a great show and i don't know why people well i do because fandoms suck but, yeah that's pretty um, much it right <laughs> so <laughs> you enjoy it i enjoyed it so it's it's got to be worthwhile so good yeah. times wait till season two aka the prequel to strange new worlds oh my gosh yeah i'm 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 excited so uh all right so let's get into the news here San Diego Comic-Con happened, plus PowerCon happened. A lot of news will come out of that throughout this. Um, you're a little bit closer, you know, to PowerCon than I am. So what do you uh, want to... What do you mean, right. like, what's going on? Or well, I just wise? mean, like, <laughs> you know, you're more of a He-Man dude than I am. I I am. I, I'm not super impressed by this show. I mean, they've not called it... Last year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess... I've been reading a lot of comments from it as well. It's not as busy. I mean, it is in Ohio this year, which is whatever. It's great to like move it to these locales, but 
it always has done well in Anaheim. I think that it would do well in like New York City or Orlando or something for sure. somewhere bigger, you know, or somewhere more of a draw for people to go to, especially Not in the summertime. Columbus. Right. I don't know how Columbus's summer, uh, you know, attractions are. I, but... Well, I'll say this. I absolutely love Columbus. It's a yes. I'm sorry to all our Columbus in. lovers. No, uh, I do. I do. Because <laughs> Irving lives there and I actually really like going there every time I go. But it's still Columbus. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, if someone were to say, hey, would you go there? Yes, but not for a con, like, of this scale. It's kind of weird, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's really transformed into more of a toy show now, I guess. Um, an overpriced toy show, from what I've read as well. So I, whatever. I would lo- I was supposed to go to PowerCon last year. would have been the year to go. I would thought maybe the 40th anniversary would have been bigger than this right. for PowerCon and more right. stuff. Um they did that panel at San Diego, so I don't know. I I haven't seen really any news that I haven't that they haven't announced over the summer, anyways. So, mm-hmm. yep, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened, and then San Diego Comic Con. I I guess I'll say this: like it had some stuff in it, and you know, definitely we'll talk about the Marvel things. Overall, I think they were getting their feet wet. Compared yeah. to being off for the last few years. So it was a good show. Um, not insane amount of news. You know what I mean? Like we usually are used to where we're like literally glued to the pages. Like we've been the last 20 years, definitely 10 years of this website. Uh, so, you know, it, it was fine. Yeah, I agree. I Just a bunch of good trailers to come out of it. Some good yeah. reveals from some companies, but nothing like show stopping. Yeah. Except- Maybe a couple trailers, but right, yeah, that's right. that's it. Yeah. So, well, let's get into Marvel. They released their slate for the next couple of years. We are in the middle of Phase Four, which we knew. We didn't know when it was ending. We didn't know about five or six when they were coming. And basically, we're getting a phase a year yep. due to the fact that they can utilize Disney Plus to fill in the gaps between the uh, movies. So. That was really cool. And then at the end of the whole thing, we get two Avengers films. Kang Dynasty is the first one, which is directed by Daniel Cretton, uh, who did Shang-Chi. And then the last one is Secret Wars, which is kind of something that we've been thinking was going to happen. And it turns out to be true. So overall, the ending of Phase 4 is Black Panther. The beginning of Phase 5 is Ant-Man. The beginning of Phase 6 is is it fantastic four mm-hmm. yeah so what are your thoughts just like you know i'm not going to go through every single release but what are your thoughts let me start with the end of phase four um yeah. i have to correct you because actually the guardians of galaxy christmas special is the end of phase okay. four did they the say of- that they did say that um okay. <laughs> which is a funny thing but who knows how i mean it's james gunn so i i'm all about it and seeing how they kind of just do this epilogue, I guess, for right. phase four, probably. Um, kind of forever trailer was was amazing. I absolutely, yeah, I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was blown away just by the way it was structured, the way they shot it, and just their bravery. Yeah, the, my god, <laughs> Bob Marley into Kendrick. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a really epic trailer. Um, the introduction of, I guess, the Atlanteans, if that what they're gonna call them, but. Yeah, I just I like that they're moving forward without Chad, Chadwick. Uh, I think that it's the right move, uh, and I think that evolving Wakanda and what it means overall 
just you know beyond the Black Panther is important as well. Right. So. Yep. That was the great. other two phases. I'm I'm very happy. It's a year apiece. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really smart idea. It's like seasons almost. Well, and it's like comics. Yeah. Every year at the end, you get that big event in the summer for us. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought that was a smart way to do it. I trust Feige, but it, it's kind of weird to have two Avenger films at the end of phase six. Um, instead of spacing <laughs> them out, maybe in phase five and six. But right. I'm not I'm not the master of puppets. So right. um, I'm really excited <laughs> to see what, you know, what Secret Wars and this this Fantastic Four and Secret Wars sandwich is. Because it's it's got to be doom and it's got to be more. But I've read some things where it's like, you know, don't think it's going to be like the Secret Wars, you know. I mean, this is the MCU. Right. Yeah. But I will I will trust them to do something pretty epic. I have read rumors that doom is hinted at in Wakanda forever, that the reason why did you see this, too? Like those dudes who are going into the water you know what i mean which is clearly atlantis and that's what shakes things up so it's like these people from wakanda are gonna go in probably uh or sorry let me let me back up dr doom wants vibranium you know the strongest metal on earth so he sends these people to get vibranium which is under wakanda which is where atlantis is so He's sending these Latvian soldiers, you know, maybe they're AI, maybe they're doom bots, who knows, but like under the water and then kind of orchestrating that it's the Wakandans who are trying to get that vibranium reserve and therefore the Atlanteans face off against the Wakandans. And then probably at the end is when Namor is like, oh, it ain't you guys, (laughs) it's this guy. And then, you know, that also gives him a good reason to hate him and then probably join the Fantastic Four, you know, I would imagine. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd buy into that. Um, yeah. I mean, they brought up Atlanteans in Black Panther 1 uh, subtly, and now it's time to bring in Doom because people have been talking about how Doom should be introduced in Black Panther 2. Um, you have this global, these global societies that have huge political like influence mm-hmm. um, that are, you know, Marvel made. So mm-hmm. lean into that. Lean yep. Into that. Yep. All right. We got a we got a trailer, better trailer for She-Hulk. I didn't write it down, but it kind of ties into what we're talking about here. Uh, at the end of that trailer, which, first of all, the CGI is a lot better. I liked it. You see yes. Daredevil in his yellow suit and they confirmed we have Daredevil in that, and then in Echo, uh, he was in No Way Home, Duck Out of Time, whatever the fuck that movie was called, and then uh, <laughs> now his own show, which will be, was it 18 episodes, Daredevil Born Again? Yeah, not to also mention that he's going to be the voice of Daredevil in freshman uh, year yeah, as well, which is which... such a weird thing. It is, and it's not, I mean, this is the MCU, so they can bend spoons however they want. Um, right. I love the fact that maybe he is like a mentor to Spider-Man in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that we'd get an 18, it's 18 episode show that will go on for months. Yeah. Not just like, like we're watching it. We're looking forward to show every week for six weeks, four weeks, whatever we've been like. All right, great. Mm-hmm. She also going to be 10, which is nice. But 18 is, is unprecedented for them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's longer than any of the Netflix shows were. 
-hmm. So it's I'm very excited to see what this looks like. And the yellow suit is is awesome that they're doing that. It's a nice departure from the Netflix era. Uh, it's a good you know homage to his first suit. So he's born again. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. 18 episodes, which would be three seasons in a traditional uh, Disney Plus world. Is that the end of Matt Murdock or Charlie Cox in that role? Is this like, hey, you wanted him, you wanted him. He's in Spider-Man. He's in these other things. He's getting a huge thing. You're not going to see him again until Secret Wars or, you know, like uh, that was my only thing is when I saw the 18 episodes, I guess I should have. I looked at it a little bit half empty in the sense of like, what does this mean? Am I, is he done? Uh, he might. I mean, maybe when yeah. you think about it, when this comes out, this isn't going to come out for a year and a half, two years anyways. Right. So it's going to run into phase six. Right. Um, so who knows beyond that? You know, who knows right. what Secret Wars will do if it changes the whole status quo? I, I would say that getting this much daredevil in these phases will be perfect. Maybe you'll want to retire after that. Who knows? Right. Right. Um, so along with him, we do get confirmed confirmation that more Kingpin is coming as well. They'll both be an echo. Yes. Uh, we got a little thing, a little trailer for I am Groot. It looks cute. CGI, little fun thing. You know, I'll make my daughter watch it. Uh huh. The trailer. Quote, unquote, make it your looks daughter like, watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was really like, it kind of reminded me of like Little Big Planet or something. It was like, okay, it's cute. Which you would go and play as well. I love that. <laughs> love those games. So. Uh, absolutely. And then, and then finally, uh, over in the video game world for Marvel, rumor of an open world Black Panther game from EA. I don't know. Akin to Jedi Knight? I don't know. What does that mean to you, open world? And Assassin's Creed is what it means. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what people's other definitions of open world are. Right. Um, Avengers, no. If this this is pure single player open world, I'll be really happy. There's also other games that you know are on the uh, on the on the docket as well for Marvel. So they're really, you know, coming out strong in the video game world. Let's jump across. I'm gonna have you do this because of how our show structured <laughs> today. Yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about DC who after Comic-Con and when Marvel comes out with goodies and and DC basically puts a bear trap out for you. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I DC you know, literally took you and just fucking napalmed you. Yes. Oh, you're yeah. in us? <laughs> Good luck. Oh, you're getting excited that we're actually on track to do something oh never mind we're gonna we're gonna erase you know the last two years of work that our people have done yeah you know what man <clears throat> i am so used to dc doing this that i'm not surprised anymore it's disappointing but at the same time when we all beg for them to get on track and do something good they start to do it and then they totally fail and 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 get hit by a car somehow um i'm all about this 10-year plan i'm all yeah i am but you should have came out with it by now. You should have came out with it at Comic-Con. Stop talking about it. That's all you do is talk. And then you come up with these ideas of some films. You get people excited. And then you cancel them every time. Uh, I don't I don't know what they want to do. I'm, all, I'm in the favor that WB doesn't deserve the DC license anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I uh I agree. I mean, so at actual Comic-Con, the only news was <laughs> that the rock is going to be like the new power source of the you know DC and that the Snyderverse is canceled, right? And then like a day later, a couple days later is when we get this Batgirl's gone and you know everything else is just kind of in the air in jeopardy in many ways. Like Blue Beetle, maybe Green Lanterns, maybe. You know, they've got this 10-year plan akin to to Marvel, which is what they should have done 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And here we are. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's useless. I'm actually scared for the TV. I'm scared for Titans, Doom Patrol, Stargirl. Like, I, I wrote in the in our group, I don't think CW is going to be around in the no. next two years. Like, period. Like, your, for your Walker, anything. Like, I think, I think all of it's gone. Because I think these Discovery people, again, they're corporate overlords they do not read comics they have zero idea and it's it's gone it would be one thing to dedicate yourselves and get yourself a kevin feige and do that now and actually give you know us people who actually support you across the board <clears throat> yeah and who give you money people would talk all they want oh i love the snyderverse i love this i love that the snyderverse still exists regardless of Zack snyder being gone didn't go yeah <laughs> your your same actors are there. Black Adam is not going to be the power center, so stop announcing this stuff. When yeah. Everybody wants Henry Cavill to come back yes. as Superman. He will be back, whether it's Henry Cavill or not. Superman is the face of DC. They would be smart to not put Batman in any other films besides the Batman universe. Drop Batman. Stop this Michael Keaton, Batafleck stuff. Get rid of it if you don't want it. Don't use, don't even use Batman. You're causing enough problems in this universe. Batgirl fine. It's canceled. Do something in the Batman world with her, because that's where all the Batman stories deserve to be. We always say Batman's a crutch. Batman is a complete crutch to DC. Mm -hmm. They need to move forward and actually make real decisions about what they want to do in the next ten years, or give it up. Because as a huge DC fan, who will support them? Usually, no matter what, I'm getting really sick of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just it. You know, it's it's very annoying and we we're comic book fans and we're we are fans of both companies and mostly all companies for the most part because we're going to talk about some other stuff that's been going on in the comic book world getting shaked up. And it's just like we don't want you to fail, but they're really not doing a good job. I will say this. I'll look at it from the other side of view. If this 10-year plan completely reboots everything or whatever, and it ends up being good, <laughs> like, great. Yeah. I'm glad that you burned it. And you and, and maybe you guys aren't corporate overlords. Maybe you're just the people who came in and said, it's time. Like, you guys have had it. You've screwed it up. We're not going to let that happen. And if that's the case, I'll just be happy. You know what I mean? And, and we'll have a lot of good podcasts talking about how great the movies are <laughs> and TV shows. And it's one big cohesive universe. And if that's what they decide to do, then fuck yeah. But at this time, it just feels very bad. It does. And I agree with all of that. I mean, it's just like 
the Arrowverse did something that was unprecedented as well for DC, mm-hmm. and you have to give them, you know, respect for that. Uh, just to stay strong through the whole, you know, shit that WB was doing the movies and trying to separate characters at that time and what. And DC has always been strong in the comics, mm-hmm. uh, DC animated movies. So you know they have a lot of, you know, things that they do better than Marvel um, yeah. or have done better in the past. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's just like you said, let's get on track and give us some entertaining, you know, movies that we all want to see that do justice and respect for your characters. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. That's so enough. yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one, that girl got shelved. We all know that, um, which is unfortunate. Who knows if it comes back, but I, I doubt it. Now, there was a Catwoman Easter egg from Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns, which is cool. And this is kind of sad because, you know, with Michael Keaton playing Batman in that movie, it was a real throwback to our era of comic book movies growing up and mm-hmm. movies that we really respect in that whole genre. So, yes, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. And, it. and it's just again, it's just sad when it sounds like these filmmakers were really trying you know what i mean they were trying to bring in old fans and new fans with this batgirl movie so not I don't to know. mention not to mention that it's not like they're just nobodies they were they, they did episodes of ms marvel mm-hmm. so i mean they're tested <laughs> they've delivered good stuff i i don't know um next up joker 2 gets a name a location and confirmation that Lady Gaga will join the cast as Harley Harley Quinzel, most likely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's called Joker Foliadu, I guess. I don't know if it's <laughs> French, but it's um, and then it'll be set in Arkham, coming out in October of 2024. I this is it also. Like, are you still making these separate films, these adult films? Which clearly are, that and the Batman are their own separate worlds. Which I'm fine with, because uh, I'm, you know, as somebody who will be critical of Marvel for having things be very similar. The script writing is is whether or not the 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 script writer writes his own thing or her own thing. The studio seems to cut it down into this very similar cookie cutter experience as of late, minus Doctor Strange, right? And I love the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe, but. I do need more adulting in my my comic book movies and shows, so I'm happy to think that WB is going to do the right thing in that regard. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was just uh, I just wanted to back up real quick because you mentioned adulting. Apparently, Moon Knight Two might be filming. Uh, someone saw Oscar Isaac and the director in Cairo, and I think Oscar Isaac, according to this random ass person, said. <laughs> Like, yeah, what else would I be doing here? <laughs> We're filming. <laughs> so um, is it? I don't know. Uh, I think it makes sense if it is. Uh, I wish they would have announced it. It's weird that they wouldn't. But there's also a lot of dates on uh, phase five and six, which are not filled in. So I I see it happening. The cliffhanger was was good. Um, the season was decent. I, you know, after that second viewing, I. It is cohesive. It's a decent story. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to see more Moon Knight if they can do it the right way uh, and and take a more street level and and do more fantastical things outside of this 
bigger story of the pantheon of Egyptian gods. Yep. Yep. Agreed. A few animated movies announced at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Legion of Superheroes, the doom that came to Gotham and Justice League War World, which all three, three of these sound great. Uh, I'm not really sure what the doom that came to Gotham is, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, you know, they keep doing this stuff with Batman and whatever. It's never it's never like, well, I, I guess I could say it's never super bad. Sometimes it's super bad, but <laughs> I'm I'm hopeful that uh, it's a cool idea. I'm more excited about War World than anything, just because that just sounds, fun, you know, cool. And we got the toy coming and. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then we spoke about the CW. Who knows what's going to happen there, as you said. Uh, Stargirl season three comes out on August 31st. I'm looking forward to that season. And the Flash is going to end in 2023 with a final 13 or so episodes. Shortened season. Long time coming. <laughs> Still ran longer than Arrow, which I think they did. I, I know. I know. It's wild. But it's 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 time. We've been saying it for years. It's it is. It is. This puts them into what? Into 10 years, right? This puts them the 10 years of the Arrowverse. Uh, with Flash being nine seasons, or is it maybe longer because of COVID and some pauses? But I mean, with that, I mean, he came in season two. Yeah, Barry exactly. was introduced, so yeah. Exactly. So we've got a decade of storytelling at the CW. Mm-hmm. Like it or like it or not, um, there's more highlights than not uh, throughout those 10 years. And they did something that was pretty awesome for a shared universe uh, and some great crossovers and whatnot. So like you said, though, it's, it is time to end that. Uh, and I hope that we get more things along the lines of like Peacemaker and the Penguin show and and more from the overall arcing DCU. DCU. Absolutely. Uh, then last up, uh, podcasts are everywhere now, uh, especially these these scripted ones. We'll be getting a Harley Quinn and the Joker one for Spotify, starring Christina Ricci, Bill Magnuson, and Justin Hartley. That's cool. I'm glad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that these are these are really like taking off. Uh, I haven't had a chance to go through uh, Batman Unburied yet, but I'm excited for it. It, Weirdly enough, I actually started listening to Wastelanders, the Wolverine one, (laughs) because it popped up like in my Spotify, like, oh, based off of what you like, check this out. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, all right, let me get into it. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I really want to listen to those Wastelander ones, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't have a time where I'm re- really able to dedicate it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's tough with podcasts. So, yeah, I want I want to. But I, I just it's the car ride yeah, that yeah. I do it or like I'm washing dishes. Like I just kind of like try to get it in when I can. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So that that wraps up DC News. So let's jump over to that galaxy far, far away. Uh, we have a casting for the Acolyte, which is one of my most, you know, looked forward to things from Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, at this point, um, outside of casting, because I'm pretty excited for that Andor show um, after that, after those trailers. So um, Amanda Stenberg has joined the cast, uh, and I'm not sure who she's playing, uh, but hey, we'll be getting more and more news from this eventually, and the High Republic returns this fall with Phase Three, so get ready for that. Yeah, we. Here's the thing: Am I excited for the show? Yes. Do I know? Like, I don't know about anything about this particular actress. 
other than I did watch The Hate You Give and she's Rue in The Hunger Games. So I know a little bit about her, but like we have zero idea what this show is about. <laughs> so like we keep thinking it's Sith Acolyte. It doesn't mean it is. It could be anything. We we literally have zero ideas other than what we've made up in our own headcanon. So we shall see. That's right. And then last up, I just mentioned that Andor trailer, uh, speaking of hopefully adulting in my Star Wars, uh, they pushed it back to 921 and we'll release the first three episodes with that, which I'm always I'm always better with. I wish that was a format every time. It makes more sense, I guess, with a 10 episode show like this 10 or 12. I forgot what it is. I always I want to see this part of the, you know, the formation of the Galactic Empire. I want to see the beginnings of the rebellion and thing. And I, I love that time period. It's one of my favorites. And I, I did like Andor as a character. And I'm really excited to see what this, you know, darker espionage side of the Rebel Alliance has in store for us. Not to mention politics during that time um, with Mon Mothma look pretty interesting as well. Not to mention, it's the exact same time frame as Rebels. Yes. It's five yeah. years before A New Hope, so we easily can see any of the Rebels characters show up. Yeah, I would be really surprised if they don't do something, especially with them filming um, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, so just... Which is Rebels. De-age <laughs> yeah, de- them down a little bit. You know, who knows? Well, uh, with the kind of makeup that they're using, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like change a mantra on what's her name <laughs> on Soka. Like it doesn't really, the makeup looks the same. Rosario looks great. <laughs> yeah. So. I wonder if they would have to do somebody younger though, for her at that time period, but whatever I want to speculate about Ahsoka as much as I want to say, Hey, is Hera going to show up? You know, oh, um, I hope so. At least references. I mean, you did it in rogue one. Like yep. give us, give us it all. Now it's time. It's time because this is what you should be doing. Yes, agreed. All right, let's swing over to comic book news uh, with Namor being in the news thanks to his debut in the MCU on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. I'm all about reading more Namor, especially if it's going to be like a weird Elseworlds tale. Uh, And this one looks great. It's called Namor Conquered Shores, uh, written by Christopher Cantwell and Pasquale Ferry. I, I misread it at first. I misread it that it took place during the Old Man Logan time, but it I guess it doesn't. Um, it's a five-issue miniseries written in 100 years in the future in a time when a combination of global warming and a Kree attack has left ner- Earth nearly covered in water and humanity struggling for its very survival. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, art's absolutely fantastic. So, and like you said, I... I I like to see more Namor. I have never actually read any of his comics alone. It's always been part of something, you know, Illuminati yeah. or Fantastic Four, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm excited to see just what this all means. Oh, yeah. Uh, another thing is a blast from our past, uh, Darkling Duck, uh, who got a <laughs> short run show. And that's a new one on the, on the Disney Channel there uh, with the remake of Duck Tales. Mm-hmm. Um we will be getting a comic series from IDW, um, which was also announced that we'll be getting a Gargoyle as one as well. So a lot of cool things coming from the Disney side of things through IDW. You'll probably you'll be able to see this in 2023. Yeah, this um this sounds cool. They're also doing like 
looks like gargoyles as well. So that's cool that it's all kind of coming back. Absolutely. Uh, and then also from IDW, a new Star Trek series is coming. It's going to include characters from across the Star Trek multiverse, um, debuting this October. Uh, and what I like about this is bringing in characters. Now, I've not finished some stuff, so I don't know what happens to these characters in, in the shows. But this includes like Cisco, Data, uh, and others, you know, forming a team mm-hmm. and doing some Suicide Squad type shit, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to read, you know, read this eventually. I think that is a smart idea, especially with the whole multiverse thing being so popular now. Yeah, this this comes out in October. Um, I will definitely be pre-ordering it because that's just ridiculous. Like, as soon as I saw the cover, I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've we've talked about Frank Miller and his new imprint. Uh, so he's teaming up with Dan Didio, Didio, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dip, It's going to be a surprise debut this month, uh, hitting shops on August 17th. It's going to be a dollar preview comic, basically basically an ash can. Uh, it's going to feature Frank Miller's Ronin Book 2. I'm really excited for these, these spinoff imprints. I think that uh, the more of this we see, the more independent writing and, and uh, break away from the big two, the better. Yeah, this is a this is a cool idea. You know, ash cans are coming back, weirdly enough. Like they started doing it. Bad Idea did one. Um, as well for one of their comics, and then now everybody's kind of jumping back on Ashcan. So, dollar in Ashcan, I will pay a dollar for a Frank Miller book. The comic also will feature sneak previews of other upcoming ah, nice. MP titles. Nice. So and then last up, we've been sharing this back and forth through our Valiant groups. Um, a lot of Valiant comics layoffs coming about. A lot of companies are cleaning house uh, with an impending recession. So I mean, this is this is it though. We've we have we've been kind of critical about what Valiant has done over the last five years, especially with the bold plans that they had uh, that they've just not really followed up on. It's always been a little bit more talk. The distribution of their comics have been kind of funky. What do you what do you think about all this? Yeah, I mean, it's sad. Uh, one of the rumors is that Dinesh, who owns Bad Idea, might go back and buy those characters. Um, it's it, didn't you make that happen? Yeah, right. And you know what's weird too is like they just we just talked about it last episode, how they had found somebody to do the Harbinger movie. Yeah. And they were like moving ahead on it. So it's like you have all these layoffs. Like again, it does it mean that Valiant's done? No. The the social media though keeps tweeting out pictures of like new upcoming books and literally not even acknowledging anything else that people are tweeting to them people are like what's going on with my nfts that i bought which you know that was stupid that you bought those and then like also um on top of it like hey care to address (laughs) what the hell is going on with you guys like is the company done like what you know and they haven't said anything and to me it's like if someone runs your social media and decides to tweet something out that means you kind of owe it to the people who follow you to write them back. It's all about engagement at this point. And if you decide to like just literally put something out there and then never respond, like don't put it out there because it's just mean for the people like us, like other Valiant fans who want to give you money. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust them. <laughs> no, 
we've we've had our run-ins with how they treat you know public relations and stuff like that so you know what i hope that something like this happens i hope that you know it is sad but at the same time this company needs a pure restructurement that that would be beneficial for the fans and longtime readers so get on that already agreed so that's it for now we're going to take a commercial and we'll be right back Defat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. Defat Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with Defat Comics. All right. After those luscious commercials, we are going into some TV news. First things first, National Treasure Edge of History. So we got the full title there. We knew the Disney Plus show was coming. Uh, I don't think we have a date yet, but just kind of more news, you know, next year. The, the National Treasure's coming. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 exciting. I do like this series, and I'm the fact that it's going to be on Disney Plus is is nice too because they they do need to kind of expand that catalog outside of Marvel and Star Wars mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to see more of the original stuff that we grew up on that we liked a lot so adventure sure I'm ready <laughs> it's just cool you know like that's it uh so okay next is Chucky season two they have an a date for October 9th. Uh, we loved the first season. It was a lot of fun. Uh, really handled horror on television in a cool way. Um, it's going to be interesting because it's like, what, what do you do in this small town where everyone's getting murdered all the time? <laughs> but it, it really is great. <laughs> Denial. That's that's what you do. Um, yeah, it was it was one of my favorite TV shows last year, right? Already. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, like you said, I thought it was a really strong entry into the whole franchise. It really tied everything together from the beginning on. Uh, and I, I'm really excited to see more from, you know, because I just think like we're in this new world of TV is movies and movies are TV. So it's not really much difference depending on what level you're you're not doing MC mo- MCU movies on TV, um, but you're doing pretty high quality TV shows. Something like Chucky it just would do it does better on these streaming services and, and and tv where where it can get more of an audience and not really be dependent on making a ton of money in the in the box office so i'm very excited uh, and i hope that you know more things follow that 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 recipe yeah i um i completely agree uh generation v uh is the name of the boys college spinoff so kids with powers and more evil shit going down. I think that's a great idea. Uh, these college kids, <laughs> like just hell yeah. Being, who knows what kind of crap it's gonna happen in this? It could be Twenty One Jump Street. It could just be like the most wild party scene. Like I just, I don't know. I'm excited for it though. I, I keep expanding that world because I think they're doing a real good job with it. That's it. That's really right. There is you have you have a hit on your hands. You've you've been able to adapt it really well to TV. You have this animated anthology already. Now this, so I like I said, I just finished season three. It's mm-hmm. still going strong, and I just I love that dark, evil, raunchy world so much. 
Yeah, me too, 100%. All right, so that's it for TV. Let's go over to movies. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, that is the Seth Rogen movie. We finally have a title for it as well as a date, which is August 4th, 2023. Uh, that's going to be coming out. It's a whole animated one. So about a year from now. And that's it. I, we don't know much else. We don't know what these turtles look like. We don't know when it was taking place. I just know that with the uh, Cowabunga Collection and the Shredder's Revenge, there's a new Netflix movie, The Rise of the Ninja Turtles, just came out, I think. Uh, this Saturday weekend. morning cartoon. Um, yeah, right? Comic there. Yeah, turtles are hot. I mean, I didn't say it in my geeking out, but I finished the last Ronin, and oh. I mean, I was blown away I, th- I thought that was such a good comic so i i just loved it oh yeah that's the we should put that in the comics too um with Re- last ronin's gonna get a prequel series as well um, oh, that was geez. announced at comic-con so really yeah kind of like figuring out like when the brothers are all still there and yeah and whatnot. so it'll be pretty cool i'm sure um but yeah this being called muted mayhem which sounds like a video game title <laughs> that makes yeah. uh, gets me really excited. Honestly, I just um, I was always kind of like you have you have these movies and you're not putting a ton of mutants in them. So where are the rest of these characters that we knew so well from the cartoons that were, you know, pieces of plastic on our shelves or in our toy boxes <laughs> and stuff like that? And now they put all these these villains in the games. You know, the new game that reminds you of 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 all of them as well. Like how how diverse everything was. Um, the popularity in Ninja Turtles since the late 80s till now is just astounding. And I, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, me too, man. We could be seeing quite a fun thing. We got a trailer for the Netflix show um, Day Shift. This what is, is this? The Jamie Foxx movie? Yeah, it, this is the Jamie Foxx and uh, Snoop Dogg yeah. vampire movie. <laughs> it's a weird idea. Uh, again, you know, it takes place in L.A., but... They're kind of saying like John Wick with vampires. That's insane. If that's true, I doubt it. The trailer doesn't show me that. But we all saw that John Wick trailer. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> that was one of the greatest trailers. It was. As we go on through this show, I'm just like, oh, we forgot to talk about the Lord of the Rings trailer and TV. Oh, um, yeah. That was very, very good, too. Which that I was, was like, I wish I didn't watch it because I was just like, oh, God. It's like three four minutes long of like we're back we're back i stopped i i started yeah. watching it and i go because the first trailer i was like this is fine you know i'm a huge lord of the rings fan so this is this is good enough for me and then seeing the second trailer i was like oh this is lord of the rings yeah. again like this ain't this ain't your game of thrones this isn't your witcher like this is fantasy so i got swept back up in that magic watching that trailer tell you though also that the new game of thrones trailer was pretty epic. oh yeah it is and, and it and again can't argue game of thrones is one of the greatest shows yeah. ever 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 and uh yeah that the house of the dragon which comes out in a couple weeks looks phenomenal so they both do, right? Both Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon are out at the same time. Yeah. And they both look <laughs> I think it's like House of Dragons this month and Lord of the Rings is next month. I think they're like a week. Maybe yeah. two weeks apart. It's it's right there. Um, speaking of fantasy though, 
the originators in some ways, at least of tabletop D and D. Uh, so we got Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves, or whatever it is, um, the Chris Pine. So here's the thing. Um, half the trailer looks like the old 90s, 2000s <laughs> yeah. movie. And then half of it looks like they're kind of playing into like the Vox Machina. You know what I mean? Like a little bit more edgy, a little bit more updated, like what we're used to with 5e in a way. So it's a good enough trailer. I will watch it. I just have to kind of wait for the reviews to kind of see if I'm going to the theater or not, or if I'll wait to watch it at home. Yeah, that's really it. I'm not like running out of the theater no, to no, watch no, this movie. John Wick. Right. I will say, however, that the inclusion of like humor and whatever you want to do with this movie can all fit since everybody does a different campaign in D&D and D&D means different things to people as well. Right. So, right. you know, I need to watch this movie to be judgmental of it. I, yep. you know, I, we did kind of talk about, I think, before just you and I, how they're bringing in like the cast of the animated show from the 80s, 90s, whatever it was. Um <laughs> As an opposing party against yeah. the main, That's I'm sure genius. it's like one second inside yeah. of the bar at the tavern when they all meet up. But like, still, very or they're sick. all dead in a cave. One, yeah, right, yeah. They've <laughs> been there since the '80s. Stuck. Um, but I, you know what? I think that we're at the point where storytelling and CGI is is where it should be. I think that they'll do a good job with this. Um, but like I, like you said, like where am I going to watch this movie? Right. That's just it. Uh, and then finally, in movie trailer, sorry, movie news, Roadhouse uh, is getting a reboot. Jake Gyllenhaal starring in it for Amazon. Have you seen Roadhouse? No, I haven't. Watch it. I know. I, I yeah, want to. It's, um, it is actually really good. Uh, you know, Patrick Swayze movie. Yeah. It's violent. <laughs> it's, it's more violent than you think. Like, I remember being like, oh, shit, Roadhouse is kind of a badass movie so you know i don't think i read online someone was like oh quit trying to make jake gyllenhaal an action star and i'm like you know i've seen like that movie where he's like an mmm fight mma fighter and then there's like that other one where he's like a boxer and like i like jake gyllenhaal in pretty much every movie so yeah. i'm down personally you know i'm i'm okay with it yeah i don't i don't understand what people's issues are besides people being people stupid. being an issue yeah, exactly so. um yeah jake gyllenhaal is a great actor uh yeah. he has always he's always been a great actor one of my favorites since his debut yeah i don't know donnie darko yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i mean it's just like the guy is, is stellar in every role uh he's yep. a he's an oscar contender when he does act and he's and he does a good diverse body of work so leave the guy alone <laughs> <laughs> he's a weak <laughs> Sorry, he's two days uh, younger than you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> December 19th, 1980. See, that's it. Because I was like, that's... how old is Jake Gyllenhaal? He's like a young dude. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> See, he and I are like like star brothers. You're you kindred. Know? That's it. Um, um... <laughs> All right, let's go to gaming news. What do we got? Well, we have we have some news for you all, like us, who thought that E3 would be dead in the water. Yeah, E3 has been just drowning in its own self juices. Yeah, um, <laughs> for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's thank the COVID, of course, but that's affected <laughs> everybody. But 
I'm really happy to announce that Repop is is taking over the the circuit for them. I think that Repop is probably one of the most solid convention companies there are with, you know, Celebration and, and New York Comic Con and C2E2, R2D2. Yes, C2E2. C2E2. Um, so they have some great shows. And if anybody's going to save E3, it's Reed Pop. <laughs> they do packs or no? Yeah. Because that was my question is like, now they're going to have two video game, um, you know, conventions under their belt. Well, Reed, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And I don't know how, like, they're all different times. Everyone brings their own different flavor to these things. So, like, E3 is really for everybody. Whereas, sorry, PAX is really for everybody, whereas E3 seems a little bit more geared towards um, uh, us. Yeah. yeah, news. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it's like. But, yeah, at least it's continuing because it's been a long time. <laughs> it has. And E3 has always been something that's a staple of of geek culture. So I'm mm-hmm. glad to, to hear that they're not going into the, the nether. Uh, so God of War Ragnarok comes out in... Uh, I'm sorry, November 9th, and I need to pre-order this. So. Yeah, it's like the pre-orders, nothing, I, I didn't care. Like, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to get the game. None of the things, like, really blew me away, which is kind of surprising to me in some ways. But, uh, yeah, I just, it's God of War, and the game is going to be effing amazing, and that's pretty much all I needed. Yeah, I I, I just rearranged my room um so i can do some stuff with it but i found like the god of war collector's edition that i had bought for the first one because i bought it on sale after it came out after a while and it came with the statue and all that stuff and i'm good i'm good on physical uh epicness of any kind of games anymore uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's great and all but once borderlands stopped doing it i don't i don't see the point anymore it's just it wasn't it kind of funny where they weren't giving the disc and some of them it was just like here's a steel book without the game without the game or like at least the physical game like here yeah yeah Yeah, very weird very very weird whatever i'll be there day one to play this game absolutely uh next up the cobra kai video game was actually a surprise hit i guess i haven't tried it ever i've tempted every time it goes on sale to buy it to side scrolling beat them up um Mm. and they've announced the sequel called dojo's rising Oh, get your dojo rise. <laughs> it always is. I'll put um, that in the <laughs> bake for that. Casey's out. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> she can make a t-shirt of that. Uh, <laughs> put a little like bandana around Jim Morrison's head. That's actually a really funny. I like that's like one of those fucking what do we order? T-shirt punch or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirt punch and stuff. That. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, uh, they're gonna steal it. It's it's over. We'll yeah. be buying that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, for thirty nine ninety nine. Two games featuring cybernetic badasses were announced, um, <laughs> and I'm very excited for both of them. Uh, first up is the RoboCop game uh, with Peter Weller returning as the voice. Mm-hmm. I I thought that looked like a really fun game. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like I love. You know, remember the games when we were young? These were these ultra-violent games marketed towards children. And toys. <laughs> and toys. 
Oh, you've seen Rambo, right? No, I actually haven't. It's way, you know, I'm a kid. Oh, well, here's a bunch of toys. Go murder some insurgents. Explains a lot um, with our generation. and Yeah, it does. Looking back at the psychology of video games and toys, um, I'm going to have to do a whole study paper on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is called RoboCop Rogue City, uh, published by Nakon and Taeon. Uh, we got the trailer for it. It's going to be out for all the systems in 2023. I'm pretty excited for this, but I'm also very excited for this next thing, the Terminator <laughs> open world game. Now, we've had some, you know, some some games over the years from Terminator. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember many good ones. Uh, maybe the arcade ones were some of my favorite ones. But this is going to be called. Uh, there is no title. I'm sorry. There's not much for it right now, but. The idea is the fight to survive in a post-apocalyptic open world, and you'll be fighting the Terminators. So I have high hopes for this. Uh, no expectations, but high hopes that it's a really fun game. I, well, you know what happened is, like, I got excited about the... <laughs> do you remember RoboCop versus Terminator, the Genesis game? I do. I, I just sold off my neck a lot of those action figures. Yeah, so I guess I'm just, like, thinking of, like, <laughs> like how we're living in a world where those two things are happening in a way that's that's when you need dlc for both games cross them over yeah like mortal Kombat. it's like let's just throw these guys in there (laughs) and last up in video game news skull and bones is a pirate game it looks to be an open world multiplayer game if you want it to be it looks great i know it's based on the idea of like uh assassin's creed black flag after that game was so popular they wanted to do something this has been on the on the docket for a while for ubisoft 2017 Um, yeah Exactly. So, I mean, what is this going to be like? Uh, a lot of crafting and things like that. I'm going to give it a try. I hope there's a good demo for it. I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sold on it, though, even though I love sailing ships and video games for some reason. And like, I'm really into that. Um, and that's one of my favorite aspects of of the Assassin's Creed game uh, is exploring, um, especially in like Odyssey and, and Valhalla. Uh, both of those games really outdid themselves, you know, which started back in like AC3, I believe it was more uh, where I kind of got hooked on that game because of the ability to do ship travel and and different things like that. So maybe I'll love this game. Maybe not. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, this has the potential to be absolutely epic. Honestly, one thing that I makes it seem even better to me is that you get off the boat. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have worlds. So like, it's almost like, um, I almost said strange new worlds, but what's that game now where you're on the no man's sky, you got your spaceship, you go to this planet, you explore this planet, you upgrade your ship, you can settle on the planet, whatever. So this is what it reminds me of. It's like, okay, do I I get this ship? I go to this Island. I find this treasure. Do I bury it? You know what I mean? Like what's the deal? So yeah, I, you know, we love pirates, you and I, um, period you know just pirates so yeah i it's i i do want a demo like you said if if a demo came out uh soon which i i hope it does then yeah very very it has the potential to be awesome absolutely uh so skull and bones hits consoles on november 8th perfect so just real quick Someone wrote on the trailer, imagine how immersion breaking it's going to be when you're sailing your pirate ship and come across a player with a splinter cell collab ship available in the store for $15. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> it's going to take you right out of it. And then again, can't wait to see how they'll shove time saver packs into the progression. Everyone's just like, I mean, that's the thing that fucking sucks nowadays is fucking microtransactions. It does. And also <laughs> these continual DLCs that extend the play. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's tough because you pay 60 bucks for a game and expect a complete experience. Now mm-hmm. they're like, here, you have to put, buy these DLCs. Oh, hey, we're going to do another story that's going to cost you $40. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great and all if you're really in for the long haul, um, mm-hmm. but you should be able to get satisfaction without spending any more money off the base game. Yeah, I mean, because it's Ubisoft, that's the biggest thing. Like, this, this could be fucking insanely good, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Sorry. Go on. I'm keeping that. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. I'm not going to cut that at all. What time what, is it? That? What, time, what time is it? <laughs> it's time to pursue some plastic. All right. Toy hunters and action figure enthusiasts. This is the pursuit of plastic. Let's. I don't even know where to start. I put the highlights. There's so much good stuff from the like, toys coming out uh, announcements yeah. and whatnot. Also things I, I don't even want to talk about because I don't believe companies anymore even are going to produce things um, besides just taking your money. But let's talk about the first thing. Uh, Mass Universe Origins is still going strong. Um, they used the opportunity at San Diego to announce a bunch of things, but not PowerCon, which is kind of surprising since it was right. no more than a couple of weeks later. But they announced uh, Maddie Creations campaign for the Attorney of Playset, uh, which was rare when we were kids. Uh, not a lot of people had it. It's a high-priced item back then. Look for it to be a pretty high-priced item now since it's gigantic, <laughs> featuring four di- or three different towers, yeah. uh, plenty of play accessories, and, and a tram system that connects all three. Uh, I'm looking probably, I'm going to say it's between three and $400. Easy. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Uh, and it should be for what you're getting. It shouldn't be any more than that scene. No, that, you know, <clears throat> but yeah, great skulls. What? 80 bucks. State yeah. mountain will be 80, 90 bucks, yes. 100 bucks, maybe. Yeah, you're right. So $200 at most, maybe 150 yeah. if you figure it out. I'm going to say, I'm going to say they're going to do like 399, 349 mm-hmm. in that. Okay. I'm gonna, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, because it's not going to be a regular release as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll get a probably like add ons and stuff like that, like stretch goals or whatever. So, I can see them bumping it up a little bit to cover the high price of plastic these days. But no less exciting, um, and I hope we see more from that that line. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff teased, like the Snake Men, more vehicles, Mechanic, and more. So I'm very excited to see what the next couple of years bring. Uh, next up, Stranger Things 4 was epic. Um, getting this Vecna figure, and for whatever reason, it's from Bandai and it's very affordable. I mean, you can pre-order it over a Big Bad toy, toy Store for 32 bucks. I don't know what style of figure this is, but it looks great and, you know, it's affordable. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's it, right? Um, I don't know. So they have this thing called the Void series. 
and they have some other Stranger Things people as a part of it. The figures are all like $30. I mean, you can even get Eddie <laughs> from from Stranger Things. So not much more than you'd be paying for a, uh, what do you call it? Like a Marvel Legends. It's just, it's weird because like, they're almost like that AXN company. Like this, this style, you know what I mean? Like they're not crazy articulating. They're not, they look good. Um, definitely Vecna and the Demogorgon look better than the characters, like the, the humans, but it's, it's a weird, we've never seen them come in at this price point. So it's just a, it's a new thing. Which I think is smart. Uh, you're, you're at that level where you're competing with NECA. Correct. Uh, and hopefully you can, you know, pull in some of that, that crowd, but yeah, Bandai's are always usually 50 bucks and over. So Mm -hmm. I was very surprised by this, but a good surprise, a good surprise. Uh, if you remember back in the 80s, there was a toy line called Sectors. Uh, they were basically like insect people. They rode insects. Uh, I don't know. It was awesome. I had a few of them. And now, uh, thanks to the Nacelle company, who does like the toys that made us, which yep. this is really amazing that they're actually producing uh, action figures. So uh, you'll be getting two figures. Um Let's see who are they? We have Dargan and uh, Stellara. Yeah. Uh, so a good start there. No, you know, animal vehicles yet, but this is going to be going up soon for pre-order, uh, beginning September second. I'll leave a you know a, a link in the show notes for it. Yeah, I mean, I like that Nacelle is. I mean, they're, literally, they're just buying these old. <laughs> toy companies uh and re-releasing the figures that's it uh so you know if you liked sectors from when you were a kid like seavage does from it from the 80s then go ahead and and get these uh hopefully and they're not going to be priced too bad nacelle has decided you know they're not they're not gouging people uh on this stuff so which is also really nice yeah they'll leave leave that to other people to do Mm. so um tours uh Next up, McFarland Toys, of course, is on every episode of our show um, with, you know, with, you know, with no doubt that they're all going to be worth, you know, your money. Uh, But there was some big announcements over the last month or so. Uh, My highlights were War World Superman uh, from the the latest Action Comics run um, by Philip Kennedy Johnson. and this is Superman in his like gladiator outfit uh, <laughs> where he's battling through war world uh, without his powers. So very, very cool. Very 300 um, gladiator look for, for Superman. It's badass. Yeah, uh, absolutely awesome. <laughs> Speaking of badass, uh, I had kind of, you know, I, I bought that last night on Earth uh, series to get that Bane Build-A-Figure, and I'm so happy now that McFarlane is moving away from Build-A-Figures because I think it's a huge scam, uh, especially <laughs> when you don't, especially when you don't want the other garbage figures in the in the line. Um, and do Mega Figures. I've I've bought a good number of them already from the Batman line, and Bane is the fourth one I've pre-ordered because I want the scale when it comes to these villains. I don't want to have to buy a bunch of other figures to get them. So. Mm. 
keep doing this. Uh, yeah. Bane is now available for pre-order. Uh, he's huge. He's I've seen some comparisons. Um, and uh, from the other ones I've already received in the mail, the detailing is amazing. Uh, they, they fit in r- really well with six-inch figures if you want to display that way. But I'm really excited for this Bane. Yeah, I mean, that's it. <laughs> he is, as we say every week, running on all cylinders. Like, and, you know, we're going to talk about the next one, which we've been waiting for forever um, to finally come out. So, like, yeah, it's just it's awesome. <laughs> I also want to mention that he did the Nightfall Azrael as well, uh, which mm-hmm. is a gold label. Uh, so that's a little bit rarer to find. But, you know, you want to do your whole Nightfall display. It's coming. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, blue and gold, uh, booster gold and blue beetle have gotten two pack, which I thought was a really smart idea Very to much. do it that way. Yep. Um, I pre-ordered that immediately. They both look really great. Yep. Uh, that booster smile is, is, is gold. Huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, oh, um, that's... I, I just, you know, they just had their mini series. It, I think it just ended or is still going right now, but it's, it's great to see those two. And I hope that they get. I well, I doubt that they'll get any kind of screen time anytime soon. So, but in the world that they're living in, no. <laughs> a guy can wish. A guy can wish. Yeah. Um, and then last, um, Speeding Bullets was one of my favorite Elseworlds tales when I was growing up. Tells the tale of Kal El had actually crashed close to the Gotham, and what would have happened if he was adopted by the the Wayne family. So, here you have Superman, quote unquote, in Batman armor, um, and it. I love that look. I think it's really cool. I have never read that comic. <laughs> good stuff. I will be reading it today. <laughs> really awesome. good stuff. Yeah, didn't know what that was. Okay, cool. Um, two things from World World War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, mm. That black suit Bubba Fett that I that everybody's comment that didn't read the comics that don't don't really follow uh, that side of Star Wars is like, why do we need a Bubba Fett painted his black. We just spray yeah. paint. Yes, of course you can. But the comic's awesome. The toy looks awesome. And you can get either it in hot toy scale, um, which was I think was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could get it in the Hasbro scale, which was also exclusive, uh, which went up for pre-sale on Hasbro Pulse last week. Uh, I ordered that because I do. I want that in the collector's um, packaging. Uh, and I, I think it's, I think it's an actually really cool look for him, regardless of how simple it would be to just spray paint in black. Yeah, I, I think, hey, it looks cool. All right, yeah. shut up. <laughs> exactly. That's it. haters. Yeah. Uh, Hasbro is also doing the selfie series for everybody, so they have a general line of bodies you can pick from. You can send in a picture of yourself and get your face printed on an action figure. Uh, I think this is a really great idea. I hope they come out with more bodies for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, man, Hasbro's faces are insane now. I just got the um, a Black Panther movie figure that was like a um, special series they just did for it. And it looks, it looks amazing. I mean, uh, as much as we've said about Hasbro over the years, their photo technology is really, they really one upped it. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've just been able to translate that look onto action figures at a little bit higher price point than it used to be, but everything's gone up in price at this at this time and point. And in our collecting world, 
Yeah. Yep. I love it. Uh, finally, I put this on here because I shared this with you yesterday <laughs> yeah, you on, <laughs> on, on the Instagrams. Um, yeah. Both being Dino Riders fans uh, from our childhood in that whole toy series. I don't know what it is about humans, um, you know, taming dinosaurs and then riding and weaponizing them. But it's pretty epic, so much so that Playmobil has their own new series called Dino Rise. Uh, and you're a, you're a father, so I'm hoping that you will pass this kind of magic on to your child it's so here's the thing the prices are expensive they are i was like what like this isn't for me this is for my daughter like yeah i've had a dream of bringing dino riders back to life since it went away in the 80s but like and this is it i was like this is insane but the problem is it's like i'm not gonna spend 79 dollars on a on a two pack of like a dude and a dinosaur and they're not like i can hardly even construct anything there's like that that was the thing i was like why is it so much money like this okay this dino rock palace thing is 170 dollars right yes it is i think i don't know uh 400 no 242 pieces meant from for five to ten year olds and they're not like legos they're just these sets of plastic it just seems bonkers so yeah unless they deeply discount it and i find it at an ollie's i will not be buying it but they look it's a cool idea but i just i can't justify that cost it's way too much i don't think that's i don't think these are aimed at kids anymore i think it's definitely aimed at our nostalgia as well um I mean, there's that. Have you seen this the the Star Trek Enterprise one where it's like five hundred dollars? No, it's. I mean, it's it is like forty inches by nineteen by thirteen inches. It's huge, and it has all the playability of like the inside of the ship and all of the the pieces and stuff. But five hundred dollars. I mean, Tommy's doing one at that price, which is like an intricate scaled model of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. I I don't know what it is about this. I just think they're going on the fact that people want to spend money on this. Um, I mean, they've made like an A-Team van. They've made an Aston Martin from, from the, you know, from James Bond. They make mm-hmm. the Volkswagen Beetle. They make a lot of stuff that are, they make a DeLorean, you know, that's $65. So it's definitely like we had Playmobil growing up. Um, and it's their hope that maybe it's a little bit of both where these are things you could share with your kid. Right. I'm not spending five hundred dollars for my kid to destroy my 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 enterprise either. So who is it for? That's it. Who's it for? <laughs> so um yeah, that's it. Where can you that find us? We are on the social medias at Facebook and the Twitter. Uh so check us out there, talk to us if you want to. Uh we're we're pretty responsive. Also, uh, two websites to check out: defenentertainment.com. Uh, check out the shows you know that are featured on there. Something for everyone. Uh, and also where it all started. Don't forget towel.com. Ten years ago uh, this year, uh, celebrating the ten years, as Casey said at the beginning of the show, and still going strong. Now we're on number two hundred twenty-six of Tally Talk, the the flagship show. That's it. So, so super excited um, to be doing that. And for everybody who 
has been obviously messaging us and being a part of the, you know, worked for us, <laughs> like quote unquote work. Uh, so everybody who's been listening throughout the years and participating, and it's literally the only reason why we do this. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. So <laughs> it is good it, therapy. It's been good therapy too. Okay, fair enough. So <laughs> yeah, this is this is Casey saying go read some comics, and this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.